When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Tuesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Everybody, welcome back to another really? exciting rendition. No, really? Who am I, who am I, I channeling? Know. I'm channeling were... somebody. Who used to do the <laughs> Snagglepuss? No, really? It's kind of Snagglepuss. I never know who I'm sitting next to. My name is Jason Alexander. What's your name? <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of Really No Really, the podcast where we explore things that make us say really, really no really. No, really. So uh, I'm going to start off with a little story. Years ago, I was in a movie called Love, Valor, Compassion. And the end of that movie is myself and six wonderful actors go in skinny dipping in a lake, uh, in a quarry. We shot this film in Beauharnois, which is about 20 miles north of Montreal, in the middle of the summer. But we went into that lake at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know what temperature it was. I can only tell you. It instantly took our breath away. None of us could take a deep breath. And we're supposed to look like we're frolicking and having the best time. We... There was a 10-minute magazine of film on the cameras. So for 10 straight minutes, we're in this water, no dialogue, having a delicious good time and chilled and pained to the bone. Yeah. We come out, we are miserable, we are shaking. You can feel it in your bones. And they go, take two, and we have to go back in. And all I can tell you, on top of everything else, none of us had a genital. Of any Sherlock kind. Holmes couldn't Male find Jennifer or female anywhere, or nothing. anything in between. Sherlock Holmes Shrinkage. would be looking with the spyglass going, there's nothing. So to me, the idea of going into cold, cold voluntarily, right, is anathema. So we Hence. were both on Adam's show, which is which Adam Carolla's show, which is which is great. I love Adam. It's, it seems to be a popular show. Somewhat. Yeah. Somewhat, I think. And he had just mentioned, because we were talking about the cold plunge that he gets up and gets into cold water. And I wanted to know more about the cold plunge. Was it a tech thing? Like, is it these tech guys came up with in Silicon Valley? And Adam's the kind of guy who I'm always fascinated with because he does stuff. I do nothing. I lied to him. He collects care cars. He uh, does TV shows. He writes movies. He's very active. He was the father of the broadcasting industry. You know, He was in it 
just about before anyone else. Guinness World Book of Records. Yeah, I think still. Yeah. So we want to get Adam on because I wanted to find his take because I knew he, didn't, he probably had an unusual take about why he decided to do the ice plunge. I, I have a feeling that it has to do with mental health. You think? I don't. With Adam, I wouldn't guess that necessarily. I've met Adam. All I have, all right, it has right, to do with mental health. Well, let's see. He's there. He looks very good today. You look really handsome today. In the Heather, in the Heather hoodie. The it's handsome, very powerful nice. man. Look at you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you don't strike me as Mr. And Healthy. he's a lefty, which I also like. I'm a lefty as well, my friend. But we shouldn't make too big a deal out of it. No, we're going to die early. Wow. We die wow. young, apparently. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So in this very studio, and we're in Howie's studio, which we broadcast from, Adam was on, and I also then saw him say, doesn't use deodorant, doesn't take a shower, that the pool is enough. It well cleans, aware. Cleans, we're well cleans, aware. Cleans, cleans, okay. cleans everything. So you had a unique take on that. Um, why did you start doing, what, what clicked with you to say, I'm going to do this ice plunge? I'm going to try. Well, I, I heard enough people, it's probably been about six, seven years now. I heard enough people talking about it, saying it was good for you. And then I sort of followed down the path of, Everything you don't want to do is good for you. You know, <laughs> eating eating broccolini instead of fudge is good for you. Working out versus watching TV is good for you. Hugging people and telling you you love them. Very painful, but good. Good, okay. You know, and so there's, I, I sort of subscribe to the sort of nature, you know, when you're sweating, when it's hurting, when you don't think you can do another rep, you do another rep and that's what's good for you. And so if getting into a frozen swimming pool every morning <laughs> is miserable, it must be good for you. So wait, is the, is the theory in order to do extreme things in life, you got to force yourself to do extreme things? Yeah, I, I feel there's a physiological benefit other people could tell you about. I'm not really interested in the physiological benefit of it. That is a happy byproduct of it. I'm more focused on you starting every day by doing something you don't want to do <laughs> and sort of setting the table for the rest of the day. Well, well I do that. I don't want to get out of me bed, too, I mean, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You seem to. Do you really? I'm serious now. Do you gravitate towards things that are challenging? or uncomfortable for you? Do you like that sort of hurdle? Yes. You do? Yes. Yes. I, you know, people, you know, they always go, what made you want to do Dancing with the Stars? I go, nothing made me want to do Dancing with the Stars. I didn't request to be on Dancing with the Stars. I would have been happy to never been on Dancing with the Stars, but they asked me and it scared me. And once I realized I was scared, which I definitely was, uh, then I realized now I need to do it because otherwise I'm just sort of running away from this thing that I'm not good at, which so, is dancing. So have you done, have, all right. So I'm, uh, I, I don't think I could skydive. I have a fear of heights. Have you done stuff like that? I, I haven't done a lot of, you know, things that would, you would, you know, constitute a sort of extreme sports. But if you invited me to go skydiving, I would say, yes. Really? I would just, wow. just on the off chance, I would run into Tom Cruise sure. and we could strike <laughs> yeah. up a conversation. Or yeah. strap yourself, tell them to go together <laughs> in, in tandem. Cause that's what, so if you think no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking midair, I'm not even talking about the plane ride. God, I'm talking, there's a 50, 50 chance. He will be next to you. If you're falling through the <laughs> you sky. You just look over and it's like, he, son of a, he tends son to be up there for some reason. My God. Yes, he's yeah. there already. Yeah. He's, he's hanging out. So if you wow. think Adam, if you think back, 
How many things have you done in the past that were outside of your comfort zone that you remember? Because I read about the Dancing with the Stars thing, and I thought to myself, there's no way, if it was a hostage crisis, I would get out of it. There's no way I would do it, and I gave you a lot of credit because I knew that that was not your ballywick. What other stuff did you say yes to or seek out that was really outside your comfort zone that surprised even you? Well, like when I was younger, I entered into the Golden Gloves competition to box out here in L.A., and that scared me. Uh, wow. I recently did The Masked Singer, and I can't sing. I can't sing as any, you know, dancing and singing are the same for me. You know, I'm no Tommy Tune. So <laughs> not going to happen, but you did it. I'm one of nine people. Tommy Toon actually gave me my Tony Award. So, <laughs> By the way, Adam, you've been, he's laughing. You've been doing the podcast since 2009, is that it? You really were kind of like one of the first guys in, were you not? There wasn't much yeah, happening in one this of world. them. Yeah. No. But, but the interesting thing, because I watch you, and I kind of know you a bit, and, and, and I've listened to you for years, I don't think you do stuff to go, how many downloads am I going to get on this? You don't, you don't live your life that way, I'm guessing, yes? No, I, I don't really have expectations before I enter whatever endeavor I've gotten involved with. I just base it on, do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? And is it what you do? And would you do it for free? Kind of a one of the yardsticks to kind of measure, should you be doing it? Would you be doing it anyway? And if the answer is yes, then I just move forward. But the entire field of comedy for me was always that. I just wanted to get off a construction site and into a building with a microphone and do something. And that, that, that was about it. I I never really thought about compensation or legacy or name recognition. I I just wanted to leave this one place, go someplace else and do something else. Was that characteristic always who you were, even as a, as a kid, or was it something that a a, a sort of, a change of life moment? Well, when I was a kid, I was kind of along for the ride because my family was pretty broken and they didn't have any money. And then when I got out of high school, I didn't go to college. I I knew I had to work. I, I needed money. I needed to support myself. So I just sort of took whatever job was open and that was construction labor. And I did that for a number of years. And once I sort of got out of survival mode because survival it's hard you know when you get pushed off the back of a cruise ship (laughs) the only mode you're in is survival mode you're not in oh i i'm thinking about starting a tech company (laughs) you know you're thinking about finding (laughs) land you you know what i mean and so yeah. I was in find land mode from, you know, age three to age 23. But once at age 23, I'd found, you know, some land. I had a job. I drove a truck. Yeah. Then w- once I got survival, that part down, I started thinking, now what's what would thrive mode look like? What would, what would it look like to have a life where you, you just didn't exist, but you actually did things? and had experiences and, and met people that were interesting. What, what would that life look like? And yeah. that's when I embarked on the second chapter. And that's a great, well, you went growling. You, you started doing improv. You started to find, and the amazing thing about your career too, is that you, you were calling K-Rock as a fan, as a listener. 
that's how you were discovered, which is pretty insane way to go, right? What are the chances that, that you do it? And then you train Jimmy to box. I mean, out of nowhere, you said, I volunteer to train Jimmy to box somebody. And from that, you got a career. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I train, I, I, well, I was working as a boxing trainer, so it, you know, wasn't completely out of left field, uh, but I wasn't calling in to train Jimmy Kimmel to box. I was calling in to train Jimmy or the guy or his opponent. Oh, anybody. I, I didn't know. I didn't know either one of them. No favoritism. No, when Jimmy wasn't Jimmy, I, I didn't know who he was. But so you were smart. I, did you, did you maneuver lucky. it though? But once you got in, were you, were you, was it a plan? Did you see openings and say, I'm going to do that and really went for it? Or was it really luck? Well, I, I got in intentionally to see the radio station and to physically, I just physically wanted to see the inside of the radio station and, and know how it worked to do radio because I was interested in radio. And once I met Jimmy and Jimmy made it clear that he thought I had some ability uh, and that, that maybe there's something I could do, then my next mode was what how can I convince Jimmy to let me do something on this morning radio show, Kevin and Bean? Bingo. So it was, it was, you were working it at that point. And then all yes. of a sudden, and then the bit came about and then Loveline. And then you don't talk about it much, but your Guinness World Book of Records, as far as downloads, what was the amount of downloads that you got for uh, that, for, for the Uncurl podcast? I, there's a plaque on the wall somewhere here, but it's not in front of me. So I, I don't know. I just remember thinking this is a, Oh, I would have a, a doable record. A, a billion yeah. down over a billion downloads. Open a limited time, 11 month certificate at Kemba financial credit union at 5.25% APY. It's more than triple the national average. Plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024 APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Adam, you really were one of the, the biggest and earliest successes in this. Do you have any particular take on what's happening in podcasting, where it's going, what it's become, what's good, what's bad? You know, it's just, it's become an industry, bef- and you were there really before it was that. You know, when I started, there was a handful of podcasts. I heard the other day there were like 5.5 million yeah. podcasts that were out. Uh, currently, and it'll probably take the same trajectory as American automotive manufacturing in the 30s or something, which is there was no automotive manufacturing, then there was Ford, then there were a whole bunch of other independent manufacturers, you know, Duesenberg and Cord and White and you know, if you just go to Leno's warehouse and you'll see a whole <laughs> bunch of American cars you've never heard of, right? And then at some point, it so it got saturated and then it got kind of reconsolidated a little bit, which is the you know, the ones that weren't working kind of sloughed off and the ones that were working remained. And so I think we're going to go through a sort of a ebb and a flow. Yeah. When I, when I came to Jason and said, I had this idea for this, it's selfish because I get to see him. If I didn't do this, he'd be traveling and doing show business <laughs> without me. So yeah. this is, this a, is distinctly not show business, this, ladies and gentlemen, in case anybody adjacent. is thinking, uh, is this his career? So when I started talking about it, there were 3 million podcasts, Adam. By the time we started working on it, there were 4 million and you're wrong. There are over six million podcasts. I think while oh, we really? were t- while we were thinking about it, it went up another. Oh, if there was a wheel behind us, it would just be spinning like a rolling yeah, like was in it. The national debt. But the joy of getting to do this of, of all the podcasts you've done, the thousands of hours. Is there something that stands out? Is there one or two where you go, "This was pretty neat for me, pretty amazing." I had one of the surviving members of the band, Leonard Skinner walk me through in great detail the plane crash what happened who died how it worked where he went you know the the entire process of that flight yeah that fateful flight the flight where half the band died where they were sitting on the plane what essentially killed them and it was haunting and interesting and the other one, just sort of on that subject, is uh, I was talking, I interviewed the SEAL team member that killed bin Laden. And uh-huh. it literally just walked me through that night the same way, you know, up the staircase, who was in front of him, what they were yelling, who was behind him, who they encountered on the second floor, the women, you know. Oof. All of it. And it just in, in, in the in the kind of detail that you obviously couldn't get to if you were telling the story on a late night TV show or many other forums, you know, all the time in the world to really go through in very fine detail, granular detail of live it that flight, 
yeah. killing bin Laden, you know, and, and you were there. Robert O'Neill, by the way, is the name I'm, I'm trying to think of, of the uh, Navy team leader. I feel like I felt like I was there for both those, those events. Having, and, having heard that, did Zero Dark Thirty sort of get it right in their depiction of it? Um, it was Zero yeah. Dark. Yeah, I, well, I think those guys always sort of say they got some of it right. They didn't get other parts, you know, right. But yeah. I, I think I, I recall him saying that was pretty close. I I was going to change the subject, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about all the things you do that you do in a sort of unique and way. And I want to make sure I have this right, because I've never seen you do stand up live, but I catch a lot of you on on some of the comedy channels on, on uh, Sirius XM. And it seems to me that you are doing a spontaneous act that people will throw a topic or a title at you. And you riff. Is that, is that correct? Is that, am I perceiving that correctly? Part of what I do when I do stand up is hand out ping pong balls to the audience before the show. They write one word on the ping pong ball and then the ping pong balls are collected and put into a bingo hopper and then we spin them around. Someone on stage does it at the end of the show and pulls the ball out. Whatever the word is, then I must do a stand-up bit on the, the word that's on the ping pong. How did you how did you know you could do that? How did you even come up with the thought of wanting to try and do it? Because I, I understand you you like the things that are challenging, potentially dangerous, and that certainly sounds like a fine example. But how did you know you could? that you had that skill because it's really good. By the way, I, I, those are really, really funny observations and not only funny, but they, they have a craft to them where it's, it has sort of a, a natural flow, like a beginning, middle end to the routine. It's, it's almost, it's almost as if it were crafted and written, but there's, it's clear that you are doing it spontaneously. Well, thanks. Um, it was Jimmy Kimmel's idea, essentially. <laughs> he, he's always just said, you can just talk about anything, any. I remember I remember somebody, he, I was sitting around with Jimmy once and, 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 and a reporter for some reason or something. And he said to this guy, Adam could do, Adam could turn anything into a comedy bit. Anything, anything. If you, you just bring up something, it'll, it'll turn into a comedy bit. And the guy was drinking a coffee. And he had a little plastic stir stick in it and he pulled out the stir stick and he said, do a routine on the stir stick. And I did 20 minutes on a stir stick. And that's when Jimmy <laughs> went, all right, well then he can do anything. So you're so confident, that, you're confident on stage that you can do it. Doesn't matter what, what you pick up. You know, I'm confident in I, that I can do it, but I will admit that just like with any form there are tricks, there are techniques, you know, it's not all uh, as pure as it may sound. Uh, you know, there are times when somebody brings something up and you think, man, I got nothing. I got nothing for this. And then you go, you know, I got nothing for this. I'll tell you who else doesn't have anything. My brother-in-law. Right, right, right. Let me tell you about <laughs> I this. I was just going to say, swivel stick, <laughs> to, swivel stick to coffee to buffets. I got it. You just right. you know where you got to go it's, for survival. The, and the audience thinks you're doing 
the thing that's on the ball, but you you just slid into something you could do. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, but now if Jason listens, and I thank you, you will hear that 92% of the time, whatever's on the ball shall be addressed directly. Look at that. You see? <laughs> for your ego, you had to go back and go, however, yeah, no, the percentages are you, really have, high. I'm sure yeah, I no, have heard almost two dozen separate clips of you doing it, that. It's not sleight of hand, it, it, but there are occasions where you will use little massages and techniques and things, things of that nature. Much like sometimes when you see a comedian doing crowd work, he's not really doing total spontaneous right. crowd work. He's doing like jokes that car. work for right. crowd work. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So let's get back, though, for a minute to the ice plunge. Do you do anything else like the ice plunge that's, that's trendy? Do you eat only food that's brown? Do you, do you do the intermittent fasting? That's trendy. Do you do the, uh, the <laughs> jump rope? Uh, you know, there's so much stuff I read in preparing today. I saw that Tiffany Haddish actually proposed drinking a little turpentine would be good. And I'm thinking... Yeah, to fart paint off your wall. What, what, what is drinking <laughs> turpentine going to do for you? So, is there any other stuff that you do that's kind of... Yeah, I don't do anything that would be considered, you know, off the beaten path like the cold plunge is. I do do the intermittent fasting. Uh, there we go. And that's a thing that I, I, I did realize that about 70% of eating was sort of habitual and emotional. You know, I found myself... I'll I'll give you a good example. If you schedule a lunch hour into your day, you will eat lunch every single day. If you don't schedule lunch in, you You won't eat lunch and you don't really miss it. You really don't. You, 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 it takes about a week to sort of, you know, transfer into that mindset, but you really, I don't schedule lunch. I just go to work and then I work and then I go home and I eat dinner and I don't, I don't miss it. And I realized that lunch, when I work construction, I'd show up on the job site at 7 a.m. and start thinking about lunch. Right. But because I hated the job. Right. And, and I couldn't wait to just sit down on a pile of drywall and eat a burrito for half an hour, considering what I was doing. Right. But I realized it was more psychological than it was physiological. And there are those of you who are listening who go, no, I get low blood sugar. I can't, you know, whatever. Drink some coffee in the morning, put some heavy cream in it, drink, drink a cup or two and leave the house. You'll be fine. And you don't need so it. So you're down to one meal but a day. But my one meal a day is not kale. The way I'm wired, and just so you yeah. should know, a lot of this for me is like, I am going to forego lunch and I am going to forego breakfast, but I'm, I'm not eating seaweed for dinner. I'm having a pizza right. and a beer. Like, I'm going to join myself, yeah. but I, I will delay it so I can. Adam, why do you need to have pizza to enjoy yourself? You could have kale. You could, you, don't you get those lectured? I mean, people who try and convert you to veganism or whatever yes. it is. I love that. And, yes. and you go, well, pizza's not that unhealthy, as a matter of fact. Correct? Yeah. But, but well, and yeah. when was kale? I, never, I don't remember. What year did kale appear? Same year as tilapia. Yeah, they, that's yeah. a made-up fish. That's Same not year. a real fish. There's they, no. Right. When I was growing up, there was not a tilapia in the sea. All of a sudden, everything's a tilapia. And my mother never said kale. Let's have kale for dinner. What right. was it? Didn't Do we exist. know what it was? It's somewhere in between cabbage and lettuce, and and unnecessary. Do you know where kale was? Yeah, you know, 
It was underneath the potato salad and the coleslaw in the it deli. It was a garden. Yeah. It, was, it was a garden. It, it, yeah. It was, it was like chicken wings. Somebody said, "Don't chinette." They say that they <laughs> yeah, potatoes. It was a, don't throw this out. Make it a thing. Right. Kale was a substrate that you would put an ice cream scooper of tuna salad on. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. That's all oh, it was. God, it was I love literally that. a right. substrate. <laughs> I have a theory that people eat way too many turkey sandwiches and not nearly enough egg salad sandwiches, and I say that people like egg salad sandwiches they just don't order that i order well, them because all the time. because all if you, i don't know about you but i grew up in a row home in philly we didn't have a ton of money you made an egg at home you don't order it to order it out i can have it at home why am i paying my father would go, why are you paying to have an egg out we can have an egg at home eat something you can't <laughs> have at home when you eat out i had pressure we used to go to the buffet and we would rehearse because it's a shrimp don't load up on that i i, yeah. I still walk into a buffet today and i get nervous because I hear my yeah, dad, yeah. it was like a military maneuver. Yeah, you're don't wasting, load what up on rice. Yeah, right. they want you to do. Salad, yeah, yeah. what are you, an idiot? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. We have salad at home. You're, we used to have yeah. assignments. You get, you're doing seafood. You're doing meats. You're doing interesting vegetables. Don't get stupid vegetables. <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, so egg salad. I love egg salad out. By the way, working in- I do in, too. Oh my I God. Never yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. You know it what else I, I always get when I'm out? Rice pudding. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That is a power move. That's you bet. Rice That's pudding. a discerning gentleman. Well, but Adam used to be like me. Worked in a radio station for a lot, a lot of years. And what would happen at the radio station if you get hungry there? Your choices are a ligament sandwich, which is like meat that you can't. It's like a Michelin tire and two pieces of bread. I, I, you don't know what it is. And then bad snacks. They never had anything. They didn't have egg salad in the machine at the radio station. It, it was always a lig ligament sandwich, right? Didn't you eat from the? the the, the the carousel of death at the radio station? We didn't even have a carousel. We had a coffee maker and a powdered substance that didn't say creamer. <laughs> it literally said whitener. Right. Oh, my whitener. God. Whitener. whitener, you're right. There you're wasn't... Right. They, they didn't want to be sued by the dairy council and say the word cream. <laughs> whitener. Whitener. <laughs> I literally, we're going to change the color of your coffee. And that people, was their only promise. And I always felt that people made that in a plant wearing headgear like hazmat suits because they didn't want to breathe it in and i'm pouring it in my coffee like, see like, but you guys oh, i would have i i would look so much different today if i hadn't done seinfeld and if seinfeld hadn't been so successful because you know we had catering i was in i was in jerry's office when a caterer came in to audition for the job of being the caterer for the season and she asked what is the budget i'd be working with and jerry looked at her like she had three heads and went unlimited unlimited budget for catering <laughs> wow. we would have let me, let me let me tell because I come coming like to the promised land. So I've worked on sitcoms before. You have a barrel of licorice, that red licorice, red vines. You have a couple of bars of like Nature Valley bars, an apple, a banana from three weeks ago, and that's about it. I go to visit yeah. Jason at Seinfeld. First off, it's like Steven Spielberg when you opened that warehouse and it went forever. The table, yeah. you couldn't see the end of it, and it was terrines of stuff. It was like guys were messing around just to see if they could get. Like a side of beef. It was anything. It was full catered meals twice a, twice a day. Well, yeah, full catered meals. To say no. And it was, oh I, I gained, I gained 40 TV. pounds Number over the nine TV. seasons. So before we go, are there any other, so the ice plunge, we know you do, even though, but. You seem like a guy who enjoys, this is what I'm getting from you. You are very comfortable doing the uncomfortable if you think there will be a side benefit to it. Of any kind. I. I'll further that by saying I believe the side benefit 
is engaging in the uncomfortable behavior. For its own sake. For its own sake. Hey, you've boxed, you've done movies, you've done a lot of stuff. A lot, this, a lot is, of stuff. this is why I... Uh... I, I, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, we're not the same species. We're not the same species. Yeah. I don't even like a shirt with I a avoid, tag in it. I avoid rubs. discomfort. I try to avoid I'm discomfort. I'm right there with you. So yeah. we're never going to. Yeah. And frankly, not healthy. I'm not healthy as a result. I haven't gotten anywhere. It's not like I'm, I'm not the dream. I'm not the standard. We'll see who goes first. Isn't that a way out? Oh, he's this going first. Oh, he's, he's going, he's going for you. Are you doing anything in death that's unusual? You like he freezing? races cars? Races cars? Uh, I don't. That's not in death. But are you like freezing yourself? Are you composting yourself? Are you? Um, no, I figure there's enough AI and enough of me talking to a microphone where I can just keep the yeah. podcast going for another thousand <laughs> yeah, right, years. Sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You don't have to show up anymore. It's, a, it's about it. And anymore. you have kids, right? So they'll they'll profit off of that for. Years and yeah, years let them wet their beak. While yeah. <laughs> do, they, do they do they follow you in this practice of of trying the? Uh, no, they're just children of comfort. It. You've spoiled That's them. Right. And, yeah. children That's of comfort. Right. Boy, that should be our next TV show: children of comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyle. Well, Adam, thanks for being gracious and coming on. I know you got to run. You got heart out. You got to do your thing to millions of Thank people. Thank you, brother. So. Good to see thanks, you guys. Yeah, I'll thanks. see you both soon. All right, Adam Carolla, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. So the cold lunch, for people who don't know. Listen, let me just ask you something. Did he convince you? Would you do well, this? Okay, I'll tell you why I don't do it. Because you, you do know that I do research, right? I like OD. Yeah. Cold has gone back to the Greeks and the Romans. Okay, they, 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 they use cold. But here's, I just looked up some health issues as far as cut the gold some plunge. unintended <laughs> side effects and by the way i know when i'm prepping this stuff yeah i can hear your voice 
in my head. So let me read you this. And where you're going to interrupt is exactly where I heard your voice in my head. Okay. Evidence supporting the health benefits of cold therapy remains scant. Experts caution that for some people, shocking the body with cold water could do more harm than good, even at less than frigid temperatures. The National Center for Cold Water Safety. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I visited it. <laughs> really? The last time I was in, where is it? Where, where is that uh, center? I think it's in Coldwater so City. The last time uh, I was at Coldwater City. <laughs> was I heard you. Time. I just said the National Center for Cold Water Safety. Yeah. Honey, I got the job. I'm the yeah. director of the cold water. I'm in the Piscataway office. <laughs> well, the National Center for Cold Water Safety yeah. warns that sudden immersion in water under 60 degrees Fahrenheit can kill a person in less than a minute. How much money did we spend to support this organization to come up with that finding? Dr. Jorge Plutsky oh. said that cold shock can be dangerous. He's the director of preventive cardiology to Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. Whether their health benefits or not is not clear and has not been established. Here's what happens when you plunge in cold water. As you said in the beginning of the episode, yeah. minus the extreme shrinkage. Yeah. It triggers a sudden rapid increase in breathing, which you yes. said. Yes. Heart rate and blood pressure known as the cold shock response happen. Yes. That can cause a person to drown within seconds. Yes. If they involuntarily <laughs> gasp while their head is submerged. The shock also places stress on the heart and makes it work harder. So... The reason that I don't do the cold plunge <laughs> yeah. is pretty much that. Okay? We, have, we have talked about this before. My mother wouldn't let me get on a skateboard. Could you hear if I said, Ma, I got this daily regime now, loving it. I go in freezing cold water and I stay there for as long as I can until it burns my skin. And then I come out and I feel great. Now, what it does say, I'm sure, is that there is a rush it of can endorphins reduce, well, here's what or it dopamine. Can do. it, it, what it can do is re reduce inflammation. And athletes use it to help sure. well, ice baths and that, that yeah. kind of stuff. But, and it, as Dr. Plutsky says, you don't know if you got a, what if you have a pre-existing condition and you go, I'm trying the ice plunge. That's your last, that's your I gotta last plunge. I got to tell you, I, I, you know, you and I both know people that are dealing with uh, mental health issues of anxiety and depression. And this is, this has become a very popular suggested therapy. And, and I know one person who tried, and they, they got so depressed because they couldn't take it. Oh, there you go. It's setting you up. It's they got in for 10, 15 seconds. They couldn't take it. And they got out and they felt it's another thing I didn't measure up to. But, you know, there are ways people are dealing with this because of anxiety. And I, I, I have never had depression, but I have not clinical depression. I, I had severe anxiety, as you know. Yes. And the reason why I think people do this stuff is the shock value. And, it, and it, you don't have to go in cold water because you know the story. I was having anxiety attacks during my Broadway run of Neil Simon's Broadway Bound. I was getting, uh, there was a period in the show where I just had to lay down on a bed and be still for about 10 minutes. And I was getting anxiety attacks during those 10 minutes. And to the point where I, my heart was beating, I had the cold sweats. I, I thought I was going to die. I wanted to run off the stage and they would get worse and worse and worse every night. I was embarrassed by it. I thought my career would be over. You know, I wouldn't be able to be an actor. I didn't tell anybody. I, you know, I finally, after about six weeks of this, confided in my acting teacher because he was not only my teacher, but he's a friend of mine. And I said, Larry, I, I just got to tell you, I'm having this crippling anxiety on stage. I think I'm going to pass out. I think I'm going to lose my mind. I'm worried I'm going to ruin the show. I'm going to ruin it for the audience. I'm going to ruin my career. I'm going to have to give up acting. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I'm waiting for this very sympathetic response. And he turns around and, and he says to me, you know, you're a goddamn 
egomaniac. I went, what? He said, it's all about you. You've made it all about you. This is going to happen to you. This is going to happen to you. You're going to do this. You're going to be that. He said, Jason, nobody gives a crap about you. People are there to hear the story. Tell them the goddamn story. And it was, it was the most cold, what I perceived as. It was a cold, cold plunge. It was an emotional cold plunge. response. You're expecting compassion or sympathy and you get that. And I was really rattled by it. And I went to do the show that night. And it and fixed I it. Didn't, I didn't get the anxiety attack that See, night. I didn't right. get it the next night. Didn't get it the next night. And I've never, never had again. it again. And that was a sort of a one-time shock to my system where he did spin my head around. He said, look, you're, you're so in your head that you're making yourself crazy. And, it, and it, it's true. And perhaps that's the value of, of a shock to your system. You know what I think but I don't just... get up every morning and go, hey, Larry, tell me I'm a goddamn egomaniac. <laughs> I tell you that every day. That's why we're partners. I go, you're nothing. That's your job. Um, you, well, my take on this, the real serious take on yeah. this, is that society today, because we got so much stuff coming in so fast, wants quick fixes. And quick fixes amounts to cutting corners. And that, that patience and is no longer rewarded. And we, we, we're not looking for the most effective solution. We're looking for the quickest fix in time. So I think all of these things. Listen, uh, if it, if it help, that said, look, folks, people are out there trying all kinds of oh, things. Oh, God bless if and it have works a success. And if it's working for you, then it's working for you. And just we're not remember doctors, the words so of the center know? for a cold water, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. But they do in uh, Silicon Valley. Dopamine fasting is one of the newest buzz. Starving your body of food, sex, alcohol, social media, technology. Anything else that might give you even a flicker of fun, so you cut yourself oh, sure. off, yeah, and then you yeah. come well, back. Well, that's that's I live that. If that's a thing, I'm doing that. Organized <laughs> intimacy is a thing where you organize it. In other words, is that the same as scheduling? Uh, yes, eye contact <laughs> okay. parties, cuddle parties, conscious oh, dance. I don't do that. Can I schedule. Imagine? I just schedule. Um, drinking turpentine. I told you before. Tiffany Haddish revealed her cure for the common cold: drinking turpentine, sure. teaspoon of turpentine. It's not. She said it's not going to kill you. No. I knew somebody who used to say a teaspoon of Vicks VapoRub, swallow it. And I thought, oh, you mind. Polyphasic yeah. sleeping is when you sleep in less than three-hour blocks, which is my life, which is why I only... But let's hear for Guggleheim real quick. David Guggleheim! Yes, Guggleheim. So what happened during this episode? Hi, that David, we need nice to, to see you, by the way. Thank you, Jason. It is very good to be seen. Wanted to get into the Tiffany Haddish comments she had made to GQ in an interview with them. The comedian and actress had sang the praises of turpentine to yeah. help with certain ailments. This actually has some historical roots. It was used by slaves in the pre-Civil War era to treat certain ailments. It was also used in the Civil War era, given to patients for both internal and external wounds. But the use of this particular treatment goes back much, much further. The Romans, according to Atlas Obscura, used it to treat depression. Reeling it back to modern medicine, Dr. Toby Litovitz, the executive director of the National Capital Poison Center, says that turpentine is a poison and it contains a variety of compounds that can cause serious injury, even symptoms as bad yeah. as seizures and coma. So that one we might want to put on the shelf. So that also got me to think, well, where did the term snake oil come from are you, are, you, are you guys familiar with that very much i know so. the term but yeah i didn't know you could buy yeah, every, everybody all you have to squeeze a snake, snake oil and ringing out a snake you grab a snake and ring them out well you know peter actually it's not too far <laughs> off of that 
uh, <laughs> uh, snake oil was actually part of traditional Chinese medicine where they would take the Chinese water snake and, and you know, do whatever you do to get the oil out of that snake and um, use it. I don't want to watch and I don't want to know. The interesting thing about that is the oil that you can get from the Chinese water snake is rich in omega-3 fatty ah, acids. So inadvertently, they were doing something that was better. So you can either eat a salmon or squeeze a snake. Or squeeze a snake. Wow. Or squeeze a snake. Now, the interesting thing is that the snake oil came to the United States in the mid-1800s as thousands of Chinese migrants came to the United States uh-huh. for the Transcontinental Railroad. And in this migration, they would often share it with other workers, uh, you know, non-Chinese workers. And people found that there was tremendous benefits as far as joints and rheumatoid arthritis and these sorts of things that actually had medicinal value. Well, this idea was taken up by Clark Stanley, who gained notoriety in the late 1800s. He heard about the rumors of the snake oil there on the on the railroad, so he wanted to cash in on the practice. But there were no Chinese water snakes, so he picked up rattlesnakes and supposedly made oil out of them. Now, he later became known as the Rattlesnake King. To make a long story short, rattlesnakes don't have the omega-3s, uh, but it doesn't really matter because the, the tonic he was selling didn't really contain any snake oil at all. It was- snake oil salesman, there you go. Got it. Wow. There you go. You know what I just got an image of? Like a warehouse with a million women sitting there with buckets of snakes. Squeeze. Yeah, squeezing. Like squeezing. Mm-hmm. It's like a production line. Mm-hmm. Of, snake, of rattlesnakes. What are you doing later, Carol? Rattlesnakes. <laughs> You're just rattling a little bit. Watch, yeah, watch. Right. He's going to bite your leg. Going to bite your leg. Going to bite your leg. So, by the way, before we go, I got to tell you diets of, because this blew me away. Steve Jobs, the late founder of Apple, was known for eating habits. You know, he died of pancreatic cancer. But his, his, his eating habits, he would eat only one or two foods at a time for weeks. Like for weeks. Oh, that's the pendulette thing. Carrots and apples. He appended. Or potatoes or something. Well, he would do, if I understand it correctly, Penn, when he when he started his, he lost over 100 pounds. Um, he would eat one food and only one food for a week. I know potatoes was one of them. Um, that can't be healthy. Broccoli, I think. Was can't be one. healthy. And by the yeah, way, jobs came, God, jobs came to regret that he didn't yeah. go traditional medicine. But he also is like Adam. He didn't shower regularly and didn't wear deodorant because he thought veganism would alleviate the smell. Uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, said he, he eats whatever he feels he would eat in that day because he doesn't like to waste time on small decisions. This is what big guys, I'll eat it. It's there. I'm eating it now. Um, well, in that way, I'm very Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, except that then he changed. Remember what he did? No. He changed his personal challenge in 2011 to only eat meat from animals he killed himself. So people would come over squirrel. And, and he'd have goat. He'd have goat. And Jack Dorsey from Twitter said it was cold goat. So I passed. Dorsey ate two hard-boiled eggs with soy sauce every day. That's his thing. Used to be a vegan, uh, too much, too much beta-carotene, he turned orange. So he stopped. That happened to my wife. She turned orange? She, she was, you know, Dana eats very healthily, but she, she, for a while there, she was eating a lot, a lot of um, sweet potatoes and carrots. And not only did she turn orange, but if you took a tissue and sort of wiped her skin, if she was a little damp, you, you get orange on the skin. I mean, literally, it was coming out of it her pores. Coming out of her pores. Yeah. Elon Musk 
doesn't usually eat breakfast. When he does, he'll eat a Mars chocolate bar. Because, you know, I guess he's going to take that into space. He said, I, I inhale it in five minutes. He focuses on dinner, which takes place while he's working. He never stops, never stops to eat. <laughs> Doesn't that get you, now you understand Elon Musk better, you right? You know, these guys take everything I seriously. I once put some Fruit Loops in my oatmeal. Does that count as anything? Bill when Gates. They write the story of me. Bill Gates eats Cocoa Puff cereal for breakfast. Cocoa Puff cereal. <laughs> Cocoa Puff cereal. You know what Jerry Seinfeld got me into? I never did it before I met him the cereal combining. I had never done it. He made an art out of it. We had, you know, we talked about our crazy catering. There'd be 20 different kinds cereal of cereal. combining? Yeah, a little bit. You put, you know, maybe a third of a cup of Cocoa Puffs and some fruit well, loops, I'll do that. special K for the health and you the fiber. You know I do that? I grape do nuts, you know, I got, and you mix them all up. A well, melange. Well, you have to because you can't eat. Grape nuts is like eating grab. I love grape nuts. I like it mixed with other uh, cereal. Grape Nuts, if you're listening, sponsor our you're show. Right. Grape I nuts. will eat it on the air. I'll eat it all through the I actually love Grape Nuts. My, tastes like a wild hickory nut. Who was that? Remember that guy? Come on. Yule Gibbons. Yule Gibbons. That's How right, do I know? Natural. You know, that's taken up space in my mind right. for important stuff. That's Why like, do I remember again, that? I, I do so much Jerry Seinfeld reference on this. You know, it's weird. I but can't remember my wife's sister's name, but I remember right. Yule Gibbons. That's because really scary. Because things in commercials, we just accept. I'm Yule Gibbons, and I say it, and you go, I never heard of Yule Gibbons, my but favorite, now he's my authority. My favorite. my favorite that Jerry said was, certs, now with more Retson. And he goes, we didn't know what Retson was <laughs> before. Now we're going, more Retson? <laughs> really? No, really. Really? No, really. Well, thank you, Adam Carolla. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. And uh, ice sponge, remember? Yeah, tomorrow when you're when What's you're when your testicles are coming up into your throat, no, please think of me and Peter fondly. Thank you for watching. Thank you, David Guggenheim. Thank you, Laurie Kearney and the boys here. Every Tuesday, we have a new episode for you. Uh, you can find them on the iHeart app, the Apple app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are watching on YouTube, and we hope you do. Please remember to like and subscribe. If you have a Really No Really that you have seen, experienced, or heard of, send it to us at our website, reallynoreally.com. And if we use it on the air, maybe you'll, you'll meet uh, Adam Carolla. Who knows? Maybe. No? I thought you were going to get all the way through it without a fumper. <laughs> that a wasn't a fumper. Right, that was right. a turn. Really No Really. Home of the tepid plunge. Oh, I like it. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.